Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1054. Whatever you're doing, do it right, do the best you can, even those kind of small and unimportant things. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Brandon Shriver. Hey, Brandon, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. All right. Brandon Shriver is the founder of Alpha Gearhead, a website where he explores his signature category, Gearhead Philosophy, exploring why it is that for some of us enthusiasts, cars connect directly to our soul, far beyond simply being a means of transportation. Brandon is a cypreneur whose day job is being an engineer for Mack and Volvo trucks in North Carolina, and in his spare time, he's working on a 1955 Jaguar XK140, and he recently found a 59 MGA race car that he hopes to run with his father in vintage racing. In the past, Brandon has raced in SCCA driving an RX-7. So Brandon, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career this Alpha Gearhead Project and your passion for automobiles. Well, you've covered it pretty well there. The uh, I've decided about 10 years old I wanted to be an automotive engineer, and I went through with that. So I'm not quite where I expected to end up. It's a great career. It's working out well, and it's given me some, some time and resources to work on some of these other things I want to do. Alpha Gearhead, like you said, we kind of noticed that there was something missing in the, the marketplace with automotive media. And we said, let's look at some of these different factors, you know, almost the spiritual side of automotive and get into that a little bit. So that's kind of what we're going for. And that's Alpha Gearhead is with my dad and one of my best friends from college. So it's been a lot of oh. fun. Well, it's cool. And I love the whole concept because for us enthusiasts, it is a passion, almost a religion sometimes that how much we love cars and are involved in cars. And often, People ask me, like, why are you so into cars? You know, people that aren't into cars. And sometimes it's easy to describe to them, and other times it's a little hard. It's just something kind of deep-seated in all of us. And that's what I like about what you're doing. And I love the fact that you work in the automotive industry, but you're kind of doing this side thing here, as I call them, Sidepreneurs Project, a passion that you're working on. And that's why I love having people like you on the show and exposing what you're doing to my many listeners so that they can join in with this uh, philosophy of being a gearhead and a passionate car enthusiast. As we continue on your journey, though, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Brandon, take the wheel. Well, I have, being an engineer, of kind of like Henry Royce, who's the Royce of Rolls-Royce. He was their chief engineer, and Early on, you know, Rolls-Royce for many years was kind of known as the best cars in the world. So that was a, a good inspiration. And he happens to be pretty quotable as well. Uh, so what I found is that he said, whatever is rightly done, however humble, is noble. And so I've always kind of taken that to mean that, you know, whatever you're doing, do it right. Do the best you can, even those kind of small and unimportant things. That yeah, was absolutely. kind of where I started. And especially for uh, a young engineer coming out of college, you don't always get those big fun projects or something right away. So it's important to to still keep that <laughs> yeah. passion and and do your best and work your way up. Yeah, it, you know, his quotes are near and dear to my heart. Uh, there's many quotes that he's said or said back when he was with us, but 
I like that one in particular. And Rolls Royce, when you go back to the time and, and what they've kind of held on to during their entire course of uh, manufacturing cars, it kind of goes back to those old sayings that, that he talked about, trying to be the best, trying to build the best, trying to, to build perfection, which is never really attainable, but you can always keep striving for it. And I don't think anybody who's had the pleasure of driving a Rolls Royce motor car would say that that wasn't fun. Even if you're not into something that big and robust or maybe that affluent, boy, when you get behind the wheel of one of those things, and I got to drive one for a whole weekend once, and I thought it would just be kind of, whatever, because I like small sports cars, but I was impressed. You feel like something special when you're in that car, and the car itself, amazing the way it performed and handled as big as it was. So Mr. Royce did a great job for sure. Well, let's talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. I like the fact that when you were 10, you decided you were going to be an automotive engineer and you stuck with it. I mean, not too many 10-year-olds figure out their life at that age point. Uh, Mostly they want to be race car drivers or astronauts. Tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you indeed were going to be a car guy. Well, that's kind of a tough question. I honestly say I was born with it. I don't remember any time I wasn't a car guy. Growing up, we had a, my dad had bought a 66 Corvette years before I was born, and that was stashed away in our barn. So I always had dreams of that and was bugged dad to get that back on the road and driving. And I wanted to do something with cars. And somehow, like you say, being a, a race car driver or something like that is certainly a, a dream. But there's the time you focus on what's your dream and you know what is it you can do that's actually attainable, you can make a living at, raise a family with. So that's where I came up with being an engineer. And you know, maybe that'll lead into something else that I, I want to do as well. You do some racing on the side as well, though, and I think it's pretty cool that you figured out a way to get that racing bug out of you. I raced vintage cars for a while, and it was great fun. Really enjoyed it, getting out on the track and driving an old car. What is it about racing and especially vintage racing that has you so excited? That, again, goes back to just loving cars. The uh, One of the first events I attended was the Monterey Historic Races in 2004. And I just remember, I loved seeing those cars doing what they were designed to do. It wasn't a car show where they're sitting in a field. They weren't you know, going along on the highway at a slow speed. But you know, that particular year, they had, I think, 17 Ferrari 250 GTOs on the track at one time. <laughs> yes. And say, you have, you know, those kind of cars worth that kind of money out on the track. So that's kind of where I, where I really got that bug. I was there that summer, and that was a quite spectacular event. I mean, I don't, I can't remember any time where you had that caliber or let's say cost in vintage cars all on the track at one time. I mean, it was amazing. It was almost unreal watching them just one after another going, man, oh man. I love the fact that the the vintage races people actually take those cars out. And there's all levels, of course. I mean, I was driving a very inexpensive Lotus 18 down the paddock wall was a, you know, a Ferrari GTO, a whole bunch of them. Uh, very different pocketbooks, but we're all kind of the same when we get to the track. Um, and I find that people in the car hobby are always willing to help each other and reach out no matter what socioeconomic level you might be at the time. But uh, yeah, that's a good place. I always tell people, take kids to one of these historic races because the drivers will let them sit in the seats of the cars. They're very approachable, and it's a nice way to spark that kind of influence that was sparked in you by going to that event. Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced. These are great learning lessons for us. So tell us about one of your experiences and how that helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your business and your life. Well, one of the, the main one that came to mind when, when I was looking at that question, 
I went to college at Kettering University. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it was it's right in Flint, Michigan, kind of in the heart of automotive country. And one of their requirements is you have to do a co-op program while you're going to college there. And I had my dream was to work at General Motors, and I applied with them, and of course I did not get that job. So that was kind of a moment I had to step back and say, you know, I'm not not going to get everything I expect to get. So what what do we do and make the best of this situation? And as it turns out, had I gotten that job, I probably would have never even met my wife, had my family, and all those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. So looking back, I'm not not so upset about it as I was at the time, but but that was kind of a disappointment or a challenge at the time. But, understand why that was working out the way it was. What's your takeaway from that that you might share with another young person who maybe is uh, dreaming of going to work out of college for a specific company or team or whatever it might be, and that doesn't happen to them? What advice would you give them when they're in that low moment in their life going, oh, man, I'm never going to get where I want to be? I think, you know, like kind of going back to that Henry Royce quote, quote is to, uh, you know, to do the best you can at what you're doing. And you may not get that dream job right out of college, but you might, you know, you might find a place where you can go and you can work towards that, or you may find out that you want to do something completely different anyway. There you go. There you go. You know, my wife has a great saying she shared with me when things don't always go the way I want them to go. She goes, you know, you may have dodged a bullet you never even knew had your name on it. When you share that story about you would have never met your wife, would have never had your sons, would have never been where you are today. Yeah, we never really know. So sometimes it's it's not bad to go, you know, maybe that just wasn't meant to be for a reason. I need to accept that and need to move forward. Or what did I do wrong? Did I blow the interview? Did I not prepare well enough? Is, you know, what happened there that I could do better next time? And next time, maybe something better will come along. I think you had mentioned in uh, one of the shows I was listening to today, a Nicky Lauda quote that he learned more from his losses than he did from his victories. <laughs> That's kind of, as, as I always say, you can learn more easily from mistakes than you can from, from doing it right. Absolutely. That's why this question is so important as part of the Cars yeah show. Well, Brandon, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way into a new direction that tends to be positive. Tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Well, I would say that's actually been more of a process than a moment, and it's still kind of ongoing. Somewhere around the neighborhood of 10 years ago, a friend of mine in response to an email I wrote to him said that I should be a writer for a a car magazine or something like that because of the way I wrote. And that kind of stuck with me, but I didn't think much about it. And then uh, a couple years ago here at work, I was applying for something, and they did a kind of a profile of my abilities and all, and they came back that I was in the 90th percentile for communication for my field. So that went back to that that idea of, you know, okay, my friend said I was a good writer. Now they, you know, they seem to think I know what I'm talking about. And so then I got thinking, I applied to some of the, the traditional methods like Petrolicious and you know, some other places like that to write for them mm-hmm. and didn't hear anything back. So I said, well, why don't I just start my own and go, you know, go a different direction? <laughs> there, so you, there you go. That's where Alpha Gearhead came from, and that's what I'm working on now. Well, you know, and it's, it's true. Sometimes we need to pay closer attention to what others around us are observing because sometimes we don't even see those skills in ourselves. But you have an, a unique brain set with you, Brandon, because most of the time people that are engineers or technical don't have the other side of the brain working for them for the creative side, perhaps, like you said, the writing and the communication. We hear this all the time for people that are super technical engineers. Oh, man. Yeah, they're great at what they're doing, but they can't hold a conversation or they can't write down a straight sentence. 
But you've got both those skill sets in your skull, which is pretty cool because I think that's pretty rare in some sense. And I love the fact that you've taken on the challenge of promoting yourself through this venue. I've I've told so many people today, we have so many opportunities in front of us that are virtually free to create a brand about ourselves or to reach out and communicate. You're a great example of that. It doesn't cost much to create a website. If anything, it's almost free. And to just put content out there and just start writing. Put your hands to the keyboard and start communicating. You never know where you'll end up. This is pretty cool. Like on the Cars Job podcast. There you go. Yep. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car and maybe a special memory or two you have about that vehicle. The best example, I mentioned that 66 Corvette we had in the barn. Unfortunately, I have an older brother. So that was always kind of tagged that someday he was going to get that Corvette. Uh-oh. So I was bugging my dad for years and years, you know, what's what's going to be my car when that time comes? And finally, when I was in high school, I only picked up that 55 Jag. And it was in kind of a state of you know, disrepair that needed all the body work done. Um, we went, rebuilt the engine, redid the suspension, and all kinds of stuff to it. So that was the first special car. It was also a you know, big part of growing up and getting to know my dad was working on that car. So and now, With now your that dad. one's in my garage. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I've seen some pictures of that on your website, right? Yep. Yeah, the red car? Yep, that's it. Yeah. What is it you like so much about that Jaguar? For some reason, that body style always really stuck with me as being you know, one of the most beautiful cars ever made. Uh, and this particular car, I don't know if you read my article, but it's been had quite a few substantial modifications to it, including uh, it's got an E-type engine in it, an independent rear suspension, four-wheel disc brakes. So it's been pretty heavily modified, but with virtually all Jag components. In my mind, the best of all worlds, you get the additional performance of the newer model, but still have the styling of the older model that I liked a little better. So in the vein of, say, a past guest, Rod Emery, who's known for building outlaw 356 Porsches, you're building an outlaw Jaguar. I guess you could call it that, yeah. Well, I like that. I think it's pretty cool because once you take that step, then the world's open. You don't have to stick to everything being stock and perfect. You can kind of put your own touches on it. Do you have a date in mind where that car will be out on the road? You'll be enjoying it? It has been. And then about this time last year, I took it down for a carburetor rebuild again. So with the uh, one-year-old and four-year-old at home, that's taken a lot longer than I was hoping it would. (laughs) It's amazing how that happens. In a couple of weeks, it'll be back on the road. (laughs) Oh, cool. Just in time for summertime. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, no doubt those who Check out your website, Alpha Gearhead. We'll uh, see your escapades and driving fun when you get that car back out on the road. I'm sure we'll see some stories and pictures about it. I sure hope so. Well, how about Seller's Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back? I'll, I'll be honest. I've never really bought a car I didn't like, so I'd love to have them all back. But um, <laughs> the one yes. that really kicked in the Seller's Remorse was uh, my second car, actually. It was a 96 Jeep Cherokee. I had that Jeep for 10 years. I drove it coast to coast. Uh, it was the you know, the Jeep I had when my wife and I started dating and things like that. Unfortunately, a few years ago, I noticed it was starting to rust away underneath me. So I mm. ended up selling it for parts, basically, because it wasn't you know, it wasn't enough left to save there. But but I would love to have another one of those someday. I do miss it. Well, there's probably a few around that you could uh, put your hands on one of those. But yeah, you live back where they maybe use some salt on the roads. Is that the problem with the rust? Oh, that's when I had that. I was living in, I was going to college in Michigan and my parents lived in mm. Pennsylvania. So I, yeah. definitely, I was running into that salt problem. So I'm hoping to pick one up again someday, but we'll see if it works out or not. 
Well, I would love for you to share what has you excited and fired up these days. I know working uh, at the truck company, there's lots of things you can't share and talk about because they're future projects, and we understand that. But maybe touch on a little bit of what you do at your daytime job, but more so, what do you have planned for Alpha Gearhead? What can my listeners learn to experience when they come and visit your website? Well, like I said, what we're working on right now is the uh, this idea of the gearhead philosophy and kind of exploring that relationship we have with our cars and with other gearheads more so than just the technical details of the cars themselves. So that's kind of the theme there. Um, one of our, our big goals is, like you said, to try to get the younger generations interested in cars to share that passion and get off their smartphones for a few minutes here and there and take a drive. Then uh, another thing I'm involved with right now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with drivetribe.com. That's a, yes. a social media platform that was created by Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May. Um, I'm an ambassador there for a couple of categories. I'm told there are about 30,000 tribes, about 30 million people reach per month, and there are 60 ambassadors. So that's kind of a any wow. platform to see that grow and see where that's going. Absolutely. Well, when you talk about philosophy, car ownership, the passion of cars and things, and as it relates to what you write about Alpha Gearhead, what are a couple solutions or reasons you've come up with why those of us who love cars do love cars? What is it that's in us? Have you learned any little secrets or tips or tricks about what's going on in our in our heads? I think most of us as humans, we have kind of a desire to create, to work on things, to make things better. You know, some of us just got that bug with cars. Some people get it with art or music or you know, all those other kind of things. Unfortunately, I'm interested in almost all of those too, but, uh, but cars are definitely a standout for me. So I think it just get into that core. Some of us like the, like the noise of a six cylinder, 12 cylinder engine screaming along. That's what connects with us. I think so. I think so. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Brandon. If you were a vehicle, what kind of vehicle would you be and why? I've got kind of a long-winded answer for that, hopefully an original one. I was in Back when I was in college, I had a friend that told me that I was a bit of an enigma. And his reasoning for that is that I had kind of a personality where sometimes I would have a, an old money kind of stuck-up arrogant mood, and then other times I'd be a complete redneck. So he thought that was <laughs> kind of strange. And I would say right now that's kind of exhibited by two vehicles I have, one being a 1990 F-250 diesel that's got you know, no straight body panel, the bed's a different color than the cab. Uh, and then in my garage, I've got that Jag that's a you know, beautiful sports car. So I said, what would you get if you kind of melded those all together? And what would I say I identified with as a car? And I came up with a 1928 to 1930 Bentley Speed 6, which, as Tori Bugatti said, was the fastest truck in the world. Whoa, that's That's a very unique answer. I've never heard that answer to that question. I'm glad I came up with something original. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. That is very original. A redneck, blue blood car aficionado. Wow. Okay, well, that's a very interesting combination. I love it. Well, Brandon, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. 
It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. Okay, Brandon, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Say, drive what you love that fits your need. Yeah, pretty basic, pretty uh, yeah. straightforward, but uh, a lot of people don't do that. They drive, they buy cars based on what other people might think of them or other advice people have given them instead of uh, what's right for them. So I think that's great advice. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I'm always looking for something new to learn and always trying to read new things, learn about almost any subject I'll, I'll take up. Very nice. Well, well, based on that, we have a lot of resources at our fingertips these days. Is there a resource or two you'd like to share with our listeners? Another one I mentioned earlier that I think is really great is drivetribe.com, a social media platform for automotive enthusiasts. And you can go write your own work, get it promoted, get it in front of people and see where it goes from there. Very nice. I've got a magical wand today, and I can arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased. Who's that person going to be and why? I'd say one of my kind of personal heroes is Norman Dewis. He was a Jaguar test driver and chief engineer from 1952 to 1985. One of the things I had read recently about him that really inspired me, uh, maybe probably 10 years ago, but he had gone back on a a lap one of the racetracks that he raced 50 years ago when he clocked a time that was within a couple seconds of his best lap you know, 50 years before. So that was pretty impressive to me that he can still do that you know, 50 years on. And it seems like he'd be a great guy to talk to. So. Yeah, I'd love to have him on this show for sure. Uh, he's been a difficult guy for me to reach, but maybe I'll connect with him one of these days. I sure hope so. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Well, I know I'm not original in this, but The Last Open Road by Bert Leffy was one that I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, but Bert, I also throw Bert's in been almost on this anything, show. I also throw in almost anything by Clive Custler. He usually has some pretty interesting car content in his. Absolutely. Yeah, Bert's been on this show a couple times. Uh, I've got all of his books on my library. Boy, they are massive books. And 
wonderful riding style that Bert has. Just don't get too close to him with the keys to your car because he'll snatch them and jump in and take it out on the track as he's known for. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a spe- special guy and, uh, really special books as well. Shout out to Bert. Well, you can find links to all these great resources, listeners, on the Cars yeah website on Brandon Shriver's show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Brandon Shriver, and that page will pop up with all these great links. All right. We are up to the checkered flag. And this last question, it can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. But here's the rules. You've got to get rid of your Jaguar and that MG that you have. You can only have one cool collector car in your garage, but you've got to drive it. Can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. I want you to enjoy this thing. No garage queens here at Cars Yeah. So, Brandon, what's it going to be? And more importantly, why? Well, that's kind of a trick question because if you said I've got to get rid of that Jaguar, then the one I want's already in my garage. <laughs> well. But back to your spirit of the question, I'll... uh I'll say one of my dream cars always has been the uh, Duesenberg SJ Phaeton. And those are just back to the uh, the idea of you know, being a car that was the best in the world at its time. Kind of the last time I can think of that an American car was in that category. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what is it about that doozy that uh, you love so much? I just always love the way they look, the way they sound. I mean, everything about them really is pretty neat. They're way out of my price range to ever be able to afford. So if you want to buy me one, I'd be happy to find a place in my garage for it. Well, that's what it's all about today. So I've got no problem with that. You know, those cars are pretty cool because when you look at the Duesenberg as a whole, it's such a giant, massive car. But when you look at that model, it's got kind of a chop top to it. If I recall, if I'm thinking of the right car here, where that that convertible top is like really low, almost like a like a Porsche Speedster or something like that, or a hot rod. I mean, it really does look like a vintage hot rod in some senses. Now, I know the Duesenberg specialists and aficionados out there rolling their eyes at me at that comment, but that's the way I look at those cars. And it's just so long and sleek. Yeah, I like that. Is there a a color combination? I know they come, I've seen them in single colors and dual colors. Is there a color combination you'd like that special one to be for you? Probably say a two-tone black and red would be right up there. Well, see what I can do. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to cost me. (laughs) <laughs> no, not on a car like that. I don't think so. Oh, very, very nice. Well, Brandon, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little better. I appreciate you reaching out to me to be a guest on the show. And I wonder if you could offer our listeners a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that doozy, S.J. Phaeton. I say do your best in whatever you're doing. Pretty simple, pretty direct. But you know what? Having talked to 1,054 people now, it works. I guarantee you. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn more about what you're doing in Alpha Gearhead? AlphaGearhead.com is the easy answer. Um, I can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, Drive Tribe, Twitter. I'm out there in all the usual places. Well, listeners, you'll find links to everything we've talked about today here on the Cars yeah website at CarsYeah.com slash Brandon Shriver, or just type Brandon in the search bar and his page will pop right up. Hey, Brandon, thanks for uh, tuning in today. I know you're on your lunch break, so I appreciate you taking your lunch break with me here. Uh, time to get back to work, but uh, I appreciate you being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your stories and for sharing what you're doing. Love what you're up to. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. 
My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.